Clearshore presents Why Lean May Save Your Life The i at NIH by Steve Blank June 19, 2014 at steveblank.com Today, the National Institutes of Health announced they are offering My Lean Launchpad class i at NIH to commercialize life science. There may come a day when one of these teams makes a drug, diagnostic, or medical device that saves your life. Over the last two and a half years, the National Science Foundation i has taught over 300 teams of scientists how to commercialize their technology and how to fail less, increasing their odds for commercial success. After seeing the process work so well for scientists and engineers in the NSF, we hypothesized that we could increase productivity and stave the capital flight by helping life sciences startups build their companies more efficiently. So last fall, we taught 26 life science and healthcare teams at UCSF in therapeutics, diagnostics, and medical devices. 110 researchers and clinicians and principal investigators got out of the lab and hospital and talked to 2,355 customers, tested 947 hypotheses, and invalidated 423 of them. The class had 1,145 engagements with instructors and mentors. The results from the UCSF Lean Launchpad Life Science class showed us that the future of commercialization in life science is lean. It's fast, it works, and it's unlike anything else ever done. It's going to get research from the lab to the bedside cheaper and faster. Translational Medicine In life sciences, the process of moving commercializing research, moving it from the lab bench to the bedside, is called translational medicine. The traditional model of how to turn scientific discovery into a business has been 1. Make a substantive discovery 2. Write a business plan slash grant application 3. Raise funding, 4. Execute the plan, and 5. Reap the financial reward. For example, in therapeutics, the implicit assumption has been that the primary focus of the venture was to validate the biological and clinical hypothesis, i.e., what buttons does this molecule push in target cells, and what happens when these buttons are pushed? What biological pathways respond? And then, when these pathways are impacted, why do we believe it will matter to patients and physicians? We assumed that for commercial hypotheses, clinical utility, who the customer is, data and quality of data, how reimbursement works, what parts of the product are valuable, roles of partners, etc., if enough knowledge was gathered through proxies or research, a positive outcome could be pre-computed. And that with sufficient planning, Successful commercialization was simply an execution problem. This process built a false sense of certainty in an environment that is fundamentally uncertain. We now know the traditional translational medicine model of commercialization is wrong. The reality is that as you validate the commercial hypotheses, i.e. clinical utility, customer quality of data, reimbursement, what parts of the product are valuable, roles of CROs and partners, etc. We make substantive changes to one or more parts of your initial business model 
and this new data affects your biological and clinical hypotheses. We believe that a much more efficient commercialization process recognizes that 1. There needs to be a separate parallel path to validate the commercial hypotheses and 2. The answers to the key commercialization questions are outside the lab and cannot be done by proxies. The key members of the team, CEO, CTO, principal investor, need to be actively engaged talking to customers, partners, regulators, etc. And that's just what we're doing at the National Institutes of Health. Join the i at NIH. Today, the National Institutes of Health announced the i at NIH. It's a collaboration with the National Science Foundation, NSF, to develop an NIH-specific version of the Innovation Core. Having these two federal research organizations working together is in itself a big deal. We're taking the class we taught at UCSF and creating an even better version for the NIH. I'll open the syllabus and teaching guide later this year. The National Cancer Institute SBIR Development Center is leading the pilot with participation from the SBIR and STTR programs at the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute, the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, and the National Center for Advancing Translational Services. The class provides real-world, hands-on learning on how to reduce commercialization risk in early-stage therapeutics, diagnostics, and device ventures. We do this by helping teams rapidly define clinical utility now before spending millions of dollars, understand the core customers and the sales and marketing process required for initial clinical sales and downstream commercialization, assess intellectual property and regulatory risk before they design and build, gather data essential for customer partnerships, collaboration, purchases before doing the science, and identify financing vehicles before you need them. Like my Stanford, Berkeley, and NSF classes, the i at NIH is a nine-week course. It's open to NIH SBIR STTR Phase 1 grantees. The class is team-based. To participate, grantees assemble three team members that include a C-level corporate officer, a high-level company executive with decision-making authority, an industry expert, an individual with a prior business development background in the target industry, and program director or principal investor, PDPI, the assigned PDPI on the SBIR STTR Phase 1 award. Space is limited to 25 of the best teams with NIH Phase 1 grants. Applications are due by August 7th. If you're attending the bioconference, join our teaching team. Me, Carl Hanelsman, Todd Morrill, and Alan May at the NIH booth Wednesday, June 25th at 2 p.m. for more details. Or sign up for the webinar on July 2nd. This class takes a village. Michael Weingarten and Andrew Kurtz at the NIH, the teaching team, Carl Handelsman, Todd Morrill and Alan May, Babu Dasgupat and Don Millard at NSF, Eric Liam and Stephanie Morris at UCSF, Jerry Engel and Abbas Gupta, Errol Arkilik at M34 Capital, and our secret supporters, Congressman Dan Lipinski and Tom Callow and Doug Rand at the ODSTP, and tons more. Lessons learned. 
there needs to be a separate parallel path to validate the commercial hypotheses. The answers to commercialization questions are outside the lab. They cannot be done by proxies. Commercial validation affects biological and clinical hypotheses. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time.